This week's review is brought to you by 100 Plus. 100 Plus, the official isotonic drink of Mikel Artecas. Good morning, Red Men, and welcome to the Game Week review for Game Week 2 for the Race of the Red Men head-to-head draft season. Okay, fuck. Let's get straight to the match uh, roundups because I think we all know exactly which Game Week I'm going to start with. Son now. Ali to the left. Son on a mission to go alone. This is sensational! That's right, we are going to kick off with the record-breaking game week between Mikel Artecas and Ings Glorious Bastards. Going into the game week, Kerr and Brian had a 4-4 four and four split head-to-head record all time. But Kerr had outscored Brian by about 9 points per match going in. And outscore Brian, he did. Kerr scored 112 points. Holy fucking shit. He started with a 3-4-3 and got outrageous returns from multiple players. Dominic Calvert-Lewin had 17 points off a hat-trick. Mitrovic had 12 points and a brace. Kane had 21 points, 4 assists, 3 bonus and a goal. Harvey Barnes had a goal and assist, a clean sheet and 3 bonus. I think that's right. Timothy Castagna, again with returns, nine points. Robo, six-point clean sheet. But the man of the hour, the Korean myth-man legend, Son Hyung-min, four goals, 24 FPL points. All that formed the core of Kerr's record-breaking single game week side. 112 points. Kerr only had to ride out three blanks. Hector Bellerin had two points. Jeff Hendrick had two points. And Nick Pope, who was overdrafted, if there's any flaw, that there, if there's any flaw for Kerr in this week. Nick Pope, too early, mate. One point. And then Kerr continued with his magic as COVID Mares sat on the bench. Kerr's waiver wire acquisition. Uh, Daniel Podence. Plus five off the bench. This is the first time anyone has broken 100 points in FPL head-to-head history. Kerr reset his own record. He previously held the record single game week all-time high score of 84 points. And I didn't think that was going to be broken now that we have an eight-man league. Oh, was I mistaken. Good gracious me, what a game week. That's really going to let you feel good in the morning and good for the rest of the week. Kerr's just absolutely buzzing, I can imagine. He is obviously now, at this early stage of the season, he has now registered 153 points across the two weeks. Obviously, that's going to come down a little bit. But 
What a game week for Kerr. What a, what a win for him. His season's off to an absolute flyer. Unfortunately, the same can't be said for Ings' glorious bastards. He put up 28 points, which, you know, for the positive, it is an improvement on, on last week's score. More, uh, almost double. Uh, Brian started a 3-4-3 as well and got points from Eddie Nketiah and uh, Bobby Firmino, 8-5. and five. But a low-scoring performance across the back line, four points from his entire defence. Uh, something that's going to be a little bit aggravated by the fact that Brian left Matt Ryan's clean sheet on the bench. Although, you know, you look at the score and you think, who really gives a shit? This is sometimes you just have to take a beating and go. Brian's been a little bit unlucky uh, in that Che Adams, who is his, uh, he was a, a game week one waiver wire pickup, has got the highest expected goals in the league without scoring. So you'd expect that to to kind of um, to equalize in, in the coming weeks. Brian has a lot of injuries and a lot of question marks. Joel Matip is out. Ben Chilwell is not, we don't know when he's coming back right now. Laporte's also down with COVID recovery. And Deli Ali looks like he's on the way out of the club. It's still early, early doors. And there's some benefit to trailing uh, early in the season. You get good waiver priority, especially with the window still open. But this team does need some work. Brian needs to look at his defense, especially with a lot of players out. He's going to need to replace Ali in his midfield. Uh, fortunately, he's got the waiver wire to priority to do that. He is currently sitting in last place. We caught up with Kerr to get his sense on a remarkable single game week performance by Son Hyungmin. Hi, Kerr. Oof, what a performance by Son. Uh, just how good was he out there today for you? My son calls him Sonaldo. Sonaldo Nazario and today he was Sonaldo Nazario did not know Kerr had uh, children I guess I shouldn't really be surprised but all the same he's going to be really delighted with that performance from Son and uh, look I said last week that Kerr maybe needed to revisit his Spurs differential strategy I stand by the fact that five players is way too many for it to be a differential but Son and Kane is actually a really solid differential uh, game week to game week. It's kind of like having Rashford and Martial, which the young Wild and De Vries had last year. Because when Spurs are on form, it's going to be the two of them and nobody else is going to have those assets. So look, Kerr, that, that differential paid off this week and Kerr's going to be delighted to manage that without Mares even featuring. It's a promising, promising uh, pairing and, and Kurt's going to feel really good about the season okay let's go to the next matchup Mane Mane spectacular that's right the next matchup was between Klops and Robos and Shake Shack David taking on Dan going into the season they had an all time head to head record of 4-4 four and four, and it was Dan who got the first win of the season registering his own sing, uh, single game week personal best score of 74 points. Dan achieved this by starting a 3-5-2 lineup, and most of his points came from two cities, Leeds and Liverpool. From Leeds, Helder Costa had two goals and 14 points. Patrick Bamford had, I think, a goal and assist, or two, a goal and two assists, for 14 points as well. 
Click had nine points, his second consecutive return. Richarlison had 12 points. And Sadio Mane scored twice against Chelsea to register 16 points and get off the mark for the season. A really strong performance from Dan, uh, particularly from his Leeds contingent. He obviously was the man who was first and most heavily invested in Leeds. He mentioned that in his preseason press conference, and it's really paid off for him today. And it looks like he has stolen a march in terms of loading up on prime Leeds assets. He has the Leeds forward, uh, the Leeds penalty taker, and Helder Costa looks a really dangerous proposition. Dan said at the beginning of the season that Sadio Mane was going to form uh, one of the cornerstones of his team and Mane came forward and rewarded him this week with 16 points, netting both goals in the 2-0 defeat of Chelsea. If there's any cause for concern for Dan, it's just picking up the five points across his defensive line and the injury to Kieran Tierney. I think many managers in the league rate Kieran Tierney, but he, there are going to be questions now over whether or not he's got uh, prolonged injury issues. He's now uh, a doubt with a hip injury. For David, 44 points does represent a small improvement on his total last week. He uh, sc- scored 41 points last week. David again lined up in a 3-4-3 and he got really good returns from two of his uh, lower midfielders. Matthias Pereira scored and assisted and got 10 points, while James Rodriguez continue, uh, really started to show his class, uh, registering 12 points. Chris Wood got on the score sheet on the opening day of the season. Uh, David's got a really dangerous forward line once they all start firing. And with Martial and Timo Werner yet to catch fire, this team has certainly got a lot more in the locker. But it's good to see more risky players like Matheus Pereira, James Rodriguez, Chris Wood, players who maybe were more upside picks, really starting to deliver. David's also going to have questions about his defence, though. Five points across his back line is not particularly impressive. And he's going to be a little bit aggrieved that uh, he left Phil Foden's nine points on the bench. Obviously, that wouldn't have overhauled anything. He did lose by 30 points. Uh, But instead, David was forced to bring on Roman Saiz, who conceded a penalty and only scored one point uh, in the 3-1 loss to Man City. David will take heart from Foden's goal-scoring return. Foden was a big upside pick for David and... It'll be really heartening to see him get 90 minutes, get on the score sheet, and hopefully establish himself as a regular in this Man City team, especially with an increased number of injuries across the midfield. David was a little bit unlucky to lose this week. He had the fourth highest game week score with 44 points, which exceeded the game week median of 43. Obviously, it's below the game week average because Kerr's centenary performance kind of perverted the average. But David will still feel a little bit un- hard done by that he drew Dan, who registered his, like I said, single game week personal best and the second highest overall score this season. Dan's going to be delighted with his performance uh, this game week against David. And he takes on Kerr next week in what promises to be a mouth-watering matchup between two of this game week's highest scorers and the two, two of the three informed teams this season so far. We got Dan's thoughts on the upcoming matchup. Dan, congratulations on your win this week. A great performance from your players. Your reward is 
a matchup against Mikel Arteca's the informed team nobody wants to face at the moment. How do you feel about the game? Do you feel like you'll be able to beat them? Do you think you'll be able to find a way? What do you fancy your chances against Mikel Arteca's next week? It's part of the game. We're going to find a way. Um, we're confident. Um, you know, they, they're a hell of a team, though. I, I will tell you that. But I, I, I like our chances. The Shaq versus the Tekkers. That promises to be a delicious matchup next week. Okay, on to matchup three. Kevin De Bruyne! Well, he would not deny him that. Breathtaking, brilliant, and Manchester City, an absolute masterclass. In our third matchup this week, No Kane, No Pain FC took on Dabiccio in the first time Alex and Paolo faced off. And it was Alex who took home the plaudits, beating Paolo 52-38. to 38. Both teams lined up in a somewhat throwback 4-4-2 with Alex getting high returns from Wilfried Zaha, who continues his excellent form, 15 points, 2 goals, and maybe an assist. Kevin De Bruyne's 13 points, penalty, and 2 assists. Trent, 7 points, and Mikhail Antonio's 6 points. Really tidy returns from some players that were certainly a little bit risky going into the season. The Wilfried Zaha pick looks more and more inspired with every uh, every game week. And Mikhail Antonio has finally gotten Alex a return from one of his forward players. You always know what you're going to get with KDB and most of the time with Trent as well. So Alex has got a decent enough core over there. A couple of concerns, Alex had underperforming defenders and Allenson and Maximan went off injured, picking up only one point. In terms of subs, Alex left his forward three, Jordan Ayew, on the bench in bench spot three, which instead meant we saw the return of the Sheffield postman, Ollie McBurney, who replaced the injured Christian Pulisic and secured a single, lonely, solitary point. Alex is a stubborn manager, and so I really hope he, just to spite me, he sticks with the McBurney pick because cut off your nose to spite your face, sir. For Paolo, his season's taking a little bit of time to get off the ground. He got returns from Neil Morpe, who had 16 points, really tidy stuff from a player who's promising to have a breakout season, and got seven points from James Justin, who was a waiver wire pickup. But a couple of blanks in the midfield and an underperforming defence. Kai Havertz is taking some time to bed into the Premier League. Greenwood, you imagine, will start to pick up, but only picked up a point here. Nicola Pepe, also the solitary point. He's struggling to get into the lineup right now. And an underperforming defence. Uh, he brought on Kurt Zuma for Ainsley Maitland-Niles. But this is probably going to be a game week to forget for Paolo. I think it's important to look at this game week in context, though. Greenwood, you know, didn't start. You'd expect him to start. Uh, Pepe will force his way into the lineup sooner rather than later. Uh, but there may be a couple of areas Paolo will feel he wants to retool. 
for Alex, congratulations on his first ever win, an improvement on last week, and he's shown that with the squad that he has, he's gonna be he's gonna be a threat for anyone playing. He's gonna be a threat in any given game week. Although you know some questions over the consistency with the forward line that he does have. We caught up with Paolo just to get his thoughts on uh, the loss to Alex. Paolo, obviously you're going to be disappointed coming away with a loss this week. You know, many people consider the midfield to be the foundation of a team and your midfield underperformed this week. Do you think that uh, you've got a solid team, a go- you've got a solid midfield? Do you think you have the foundations to go on to have a good season? What are your thoughts? But the one thing that every successful side needs is a solid foundation. We ain't got no solid foundation. It's built on chocolate. That's what it is. It just melts. Paulo, they're very critical of the performance he got from his midfielders. He clearly has expectations that exceed what he saw, and he's hoping to have a better performance from his midfielders in the coming weeks. Okay, time for match four. Here's Danny Ings, who scores in style. The fourth match this game week was the first ever meeting between Pogba, managed by John, and Havertz University, managed by Abel. And John came away victorious, winning 43-24. John's got a really strong front line. He lined up in a 3-4-3 with Danny Ings, uh, Jimmy Mexico, and Lacazette. All scoring goals, all delivering points, combining for 24 points. A really impressive showing. And Donny van der Beek came off the bench for John to register six points. Uh, a really good tally for him on his United debut and on his Pogba debut. John will be a little bit concerned that he only got six points from his defense from his defenders, but on you know back-to-back wins are good enough for second place at this early stage in the season. John started really well, much better than he started last year, and he's going to have increasingly high expectations for what he wants to achieve this season. As for Abel. 24 points is a bit of a regression on what he scored last week. Uh, Virgil van Dijk had seven points and Gabriel Jesus scored a 95th minute uh, icing goal to score six points. But lots of blanks for Abel that he's going to be concerned about. Uh, Harry Maguire had zero points. Luke Shaw, one point. Reese Hames, one point. Hames Madison, one point. Not all of these are serious concerns. Maguire, Madison, and Reese Hammers all look like decent players going forward. But Abel's going to want to get more points on the board in a hurry and maybe looking at his defense as a place to strengthen, possibly also maybe considering his midfield. He does have a good forward line. We're hearing reports that Aguero's only going to be out for a month rather than two months or maybe a month and a half. And I think the sooner Abel gets Aguero back, the better. He'll be, he'll have to carry Aguero for a while until then. But, you know, he's definitely going to be looking to strengthen his team either through trades or on the waiver wire. And that concludes our roundup of the matches of the week. Now let's take a look at the table. In first place, Mikel Artekas, six points. 153 points for. In second place, Pogba, 6 points, 111 points for. In third place, Shake Shack, 6 points, 109 points for. Fourth, 
joint. No Kane, No Pain FC and Clops and Robbos. Three points, 85 points for. In sixth place, The Big Show. No points, 77 points for. In seventh place, Havertz University. No points, 58 points for. And once again, bringing up the rear with no points and 44 points for Ings Glorious Bastards. And that has been a look at the table. Now let's take a look at some of the trades and waiver pickups from the week that's just passed. And you know, when you've made your name as a wheeler and dealer, there's not no, been I'm much not, wheeling and no, dealing, no, has no, no, I'm not a wheeler and dealer. <laughs> no, fuck off. Oh, oh, no, it didn't mean it like that. It didn't mean it like that. Nobody got a name as a fucking dealer. Don't say that. I'm a fucking football manager. Shake Shack picked up Helder Costa, who added 14 points this week. The Beak Shaw picked up James Justin, who added 7 points this week. Klops and Robbers and Mikel Artekas both took advantage of Diogo Jota's transfer to Liverpool, adding Pedro Neto and Daniel Podence respectively. Podence returned this week for five points. Pedro Neto only netted two, as they both faced Manchester City. And that's been your trade and waiver roundup. All right, game week two is now in the rearview mirror. For the first time this season, all 20 clubs had a fixture, which meant, at least in theory, there should not have been any selection issues. Great starts to the season for John, Kerr and Dan. Kerr setting all-time records, Dan setting personal records, and John with his best ever start to the season. Five managers improved on their scores from last week, with only Paolo, John and Abel regressing. A really good week all round, with some managers really making taking advantage of a game week which had the most goals scored in the history of the Premier League. And finally, we take a look at next week's fixtures. Next week sees Havertz University take on Klops and Robos for the first time ever. The Beak Show takes on Inglorious Bastards, both of those teams looking for their first win of the season. Top of the table sees Mikel Artekas and Shake Shack face off, while No Kane No Pain FC tries to keep their good form going against Inform Pogba. This has been the Game Week Review. Have a great week ahead and up the red men.